Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee, your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. For more information on this podcast and the guests, visit songwritertrists.com. I am Mayazitsa. My real name is Maya Tisdale. I'm from Toronto, Canada, born and raised. And I started off as a singer, classically trained, and then I sort of worked my way through different genres in school and other events. And eventually I started writing and recording my own music. And um, here I am today. And so I'm just studying at college right now and um, releasing songs. <laughs> what are you studying? I'm studying music performance and technology. It's at Metalworks Institute. It's in Mississauga. Amazing. Cool. So like music is your, your passion, clearly. You're very good at it. Thank you. When did that all start for you? Um, I started taking lessons when I was about seven years old. So it's been since childhood practically so yeah. yeah how did you like what made you think I want to be a singer like was there someone in your family or something that inspired you or you just love doing it um I really enjoy doing it and even besides my own enjoyment of singing um really just seeing how much other people enjoyed it really brought me to be more committed to it and um turn it into something more than just a hobby yeah yeah which is um, like when I when I was your age, I just didn't think it was a thing that people did. I don't know why. Like normal people don't do music and make a career out of it. That was my belief system. Yeah, it can be a um, an interesting conversation with with people who have those belief systems still. How did your parents and and your family and and people around you support you when you decided that you wanted to make music your life? Um, at first, I. Uh, they were a little bit hesitant, you know, they wanted, they want me to have a safe, secure life path, but, you know, mm. they saw how committed I am to it. And one quote, quote that Jim Carrey says is that he was talking about his story of his father and how he was a really great saxophone player. He uh, would go down into America and be a saxophone player, but he never pursued his dream and he became an accountant. And then right before he retired, um, he lost his job and his family became homeless. Mm. So he was saying that, you know, even when you do things you don't love, things can still go wrong. And so that's really yeah. what pushed this to kind of come to life is that, you know, no matter what I end up pursuing, it can still go wrong. So you might as well do what you love. I'm glad that he inspired you in that way. I've heard that speech a few times, I think, really? by him. And That's interesting. Yeah, it's so such a good way to look at life. And, like, it's not worth doing anything that you don't absolutely love. Yeah, absolutely. But it can take a while to get to that 
belief in yourself that that's okay. Yeah. Even personally, I struggle with it a lot of times. You know, I I think, you know, how am I going to sustain myself doing this? It's an expensive Mm. career. (laughs) Yeah, it costs money to be in this career. You don't make that much money at the beginning. But it's a long-term vision, long-term investment and um, hopefully long-term gain as well. And I, I even before I heard like Jim Carrey say that sort of stuff when I was at uni, I used to believe that whenever I made a choice on anything, if I chose to do something that I loved every day, I would have years and a lifetime of enjoying whatever it is that I was doing. Um, I didn't really know where that came from. I just wanted to have fun in life and um, that can be hard to explain to other people. I yeah. did biomedical science. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nothing to do with music. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I know, it's so random. But, like, by the time I got to third year, I was, like, in movies and doing modelling and trying to do music, but I was still kind of scared of, I think, doing this, the one thing I knew that that was what I was meant to be doing. I was, like, procrastinating. I was kind of dipping my toes in the performance world, but without having to actually share my own authentic songs with anyone. So it's kind of a... It's a hard thing to come to terms with. Everyone has their own journey, you know, and their own time, and that's perfectly fine. So when did you write your first song, your first original? Um, I wrote my first song when I was about 11 years old, but obviously it wasn't anything that I'm going to be using to release today. It was just, (laughs) it was like a song about the moon. It sounded similar to Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah, it was like a cute little ballad kind of song. Yeah. (laughs) And that's sweet. It's not supposed to be great. It's supposed to just be a starting point, you know? Yeah. What was it that inspired you to do that? Was it just, I want to try and do it or? I've always been a night owl. So even before I started writing, I would stay up and I would play video games all night. I would sneak my DS <laughs> in my bed and I would be playing Pokemon all night. <laughs> you sound like my kids. My, my seven-year-old is always stealing his iPad or his, um, his Nintendo and he does it so well that we will get to the morning and he'll be passed out not waking up to go to school and we'll see the device next to him and we're like, oh, how did he do that? <laughs> this is so annoying. <laughs> it's so cute as well. Very sneaky. As soon as they get their fix, they're so obvious with it. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's kind of like seeing them with a hangover but with a device because yeah. they haven't gone to sleep. Like <laughs> When they're that young, it's just... Oh, kids can be sneaky when they when they want to be, but you know, such is life. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, was there a clear moment? You know, you wrote your first song when you were eleven, and you started singing lessons when you were seven. Yeah. Was there a clear moment when you were like, "Hey, I want to do this as like a career"? Like that's a that's a big step to make that choice. Um, I think it was probably my first year in high school. So I went to a school in the beaches. It's an all-Catholic girls' school. It's called Notre Dame. Mm. And yep. it was a nice school. I mo- The main reason I went to it is because they had advanced placement. And so I was very, very academic. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to keep that up, you know, secure yep. a good future. But, yep. you know, it was missing a lot of what I really love to do. Like, there weren't many performance opportunities or talent opportunities. And so my other friend... Right. She is an actor. I'm not sure what she's pursuing now. We just got distant. But um, yep. she was going to this uh, art school called Cardinal Carter Academy for the Arts in Toronto, North York. And wow. um, I she told me that I should audition and just see if I get in. You know, mm. usually um, if you get in for grade nine or grade seven, those are like the basic years to get in. But 
if you try to audition for a different year, it's a lot harder to get in because you can only get in for the spots that are open. And so it's only if somebody drops out or if there's open space and then everybody has to compete for that one spot in those particular grades. So I got lucky. And when I got accepted into it, I kind of knew I was like, okay, so this is, I'm more than just good at this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was validating for you. Yeah. 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 And being in that. That's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Being in that environment, you just, you want to push yourself to the limit because everybody is so prestigious. I saw that you classically trained and you've done a whole bunch of different genres. What made you, like, how did you choose which genre you wanted to fall into? Um, more so just with my uh, writing because I wanted to more so focus on um, doing things that were more pertain to my vision of what I liked to enjoy in terms of music. So I was always writing songs that are kind of pop alternative. And so I wanted to kind of cater to that genre, but I still want to bring that classical voice. And so I want to continue enhancing it. And, you know, maybe one day I can go into opera when I'm older and more mature, but you know, it's a very, um, yeah, it's a very mature environment. The, um, like the opera and the classical industry. And so it's probably something I would be more interested in pursuing when I'm a bit older. So what's your main hope for your music now? I know that, you know, you're just releasing stuff. What's the message or feeling that you want to put into your music that you want people to get out of it? Absolutely. More so, I just, I find that my main struggles in my life are, um, I'm always worried about my future and I'm always worried about almost everything. But I find when I get really into my songs, I forget everything, literally everything, what I'm doing, what I have to do, what's happened that I don't like, you know, past, future, present. And Perfect. I'm kind of in a different world. And I want to want other people to experience that when they listen mm. to my music. I, I want people to have a, a way to let go for a little bit, even if it's just for a couple minutes listening to a song. It can do a lot yeah. just to let go for a bit and come back to reality, get your stuff done. What would you say out of everything, and it might come back to Jim Carrey, I don't know, what's the best advice that you've ever been given? Um, Actually, I was talking to one of my teachers at college, and he was saying that um, one of the pieces of advice that none of his teachers ever told him, which he completely 120 million percent regrets, is that nobody told him that you won't always be young and marketable. You can always build a talent, you can always build a career, but you will always be young and marketable. So shooting for the stars, for fame, for, you know, getting your music out there, you know, it's it's like the modeling industry, you know what I mean? Especially if you're looking at it from like the contemporary fashion. Your time and age is 25 in the modeling industry. Yeah, you get it. You're a model (laughs) yourself, so you know best. I was, was. I'm not 25 anymore. I had to retire. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about Uji Board. Yeah, I'll tell you about Ouija Void. It was probably written about like two years ago, and it was mm-hmm. it was freestyled. Like 
Um, really? Yeah. The producer and writer I worked with, his name's Harrison Fine. Um, we were just jamming out mm-hmm. and he was playing the guitar and I just ended up freestyling practically the whole song. Just came out of my head. Wow. Yeah. I had been re- That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. It's a weird gift. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Um... Like some you hear about some people that like Cole spend seven years on a song and other people literally just it comes out and freestyle it, you know, it just comes out the way it is and that's it. Like that's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's beauty in that, I think, as well, because I don't know, like art is art and like there, there doesn't necessarily have to be so many rules around it. Yeah. There definitely are tools that help you be intentional about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I've had these discussions with people. It's like, you know, there has to be three verses, a bridge and two choruses. You know, there has to be certain things in every song. And it's like, but why? It's art. You know, you can throw paint at a a canvas and it's art. Or you can carefully spend years with a little paintbrush painting that same canvas. You know, it's still art. Mm -hmm. How how do they differ? You know, it's (laughs) one of those conversations that you've just got to let everyone have their own opinion and that's everyone's opinion is okay and that's what's really cool it's just accepting do you have any advice for like say someone younger than you or when you first decided to kind of take your music seriously and you got that validation what sort of advice would you give to yourself um to my younger self the advice i would give is to um save all your money firstly save all of your money (laughs) (laughs) don't be nice to people don't feel bad for people um Secondly, I would say um, don't worry so much about everything. Don't be too impatient because it may take a while, but it will come when it needs to. And every opportunity has its moments. I'm interested. What makes you say don't be nice to people? Don't feel sorry for people? Where does that come from? Just like, you know, I've had like people who are in like bad situations asking for money and then I give it to them and, then Mm. you know, it just... It just compromises your future. You know what I mean? And like even just, not even just money, but time. Investing too much time into somebody, it's wasting your time. You have to focus yeah. on you first. And the people who are really looking out for you will be there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It, um, it's a lesson everyone has to learn that it's okay to say no. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're saying no to someone else, what you're actually saying is yes to yourself. Yeah. And... You do need to say yes to yourself. You need to have self-love and self-compassion and not put everyone else above you. And it's a really, really common and normal thing to put others before yourself. Like that, you know, that's a big teaching in a lot of religions and we serve and we give and especially if you went to a Catholic school, I don't know what they taught you, but oh, yeah. I, I went to a Catholic school in a while and it's like it's always about serve, always put others first. Yeah. But um, sometimes when... Yeah, and I think you know in your body, like when someone asks you for something, you know it's a no and then like you do it anyway and like you don't know why because we just want to, we want to make people happy. Yeah. But like, yeah, sometimes if you honour yourself and how your body's feeling, you say, sorry, I can't, that's actually okay because you're saying yes to you and it may not actually be helping them anyway. If you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I would love to co-write with Rihanna just because I have always oh, idolized her yes. since a child. I love her powerful voice. Mm. And mm. I love her confidence. And I love that she has no fear in her fashion. Mm. She's an 
Yeah, she's super cool. Yeah, she's an independent woman. She doesn't need no man. <laughs> I love that about her. I don't know how old she is, but I know she's a little bit older than her, like, early 20s. And she's still, like, doing yeah. things but on her own, like, living out her best life. She's got Savage Fenty out, that clothing line. And it's amazing. Yeah. And then the Fenty makeup. And I love how she empowers all races. I love that. You know, she brings a light and she represents everybody. And she's not just like, she's not biased to one, but she's, she's, she's for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I love, absolutely. She's one of my favorites. I've, I don't really do cover songs, but I've covered some of her songs and. Yeah. Yeah. She's got like a certain amount of like female empowerment, like take a bow. I love that song. Yeah. I don't know. What's your favorite, what's your favorite song? Um. Oh, that's so hard. Probably consideration <laughs> from the anti-album. I can't seem to get bored. Signs I try to ignore. I never know what's in store. You keep me wanting more. But I can't get comfortable. Cause you're unpredictable. You'll always be someone I don't know. I gotta leave now. I'm not holding you. So what are your plans moving forward? What have you got on for this year? Well, I, um, I have another song that I'm trying to release soon. It's called How Dare You, and I'm hoping to release that around May, April. And then I have a collab mm-hmm. with Zoe Star, as I mentioned before, with a song that I yep. wrote a while back called Love Calls that I'm hoping to release around like May, June time. So I'm excited for those. Yeah. I'm just working hard at school, saving my money, continuing writing, uh-huh. developing my voice, yeah. practicing. I want to get um I want to get better at theory, so I'm I'm pretty ahead of theory because I went to art school and I they were very classical yeah. at Colonel Carter and yeah. metalworks is more pop oriented, so I'm very ahead of the theory, so I'm going to try and independently study on it. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks. No, that's good. Well, it sounds like you're working really hard and you're obviously very passionate about what you do and I look forward to hearing your next two singles um, and just watching you develop and, and who you turn into as you're learning and growing as an artist. It's going to be a fun ride and you'll never fail if you never quit, so just keep going. Um, Thank you. And it's really – we need people like you who are brave enough to step outside the box and, you know, mix genres and, and – Find that essence that makes you you and then share that with us. That's what I want to see. Um, I'll put all your socials and YouTube and Spotify um, links on the podcast description and in the website. Awesome. Um, so when we release the episode, everyone will be able to find you, go listen to your music, you know, um, and at least start following you as well if they connected to something about who you are and what you're doing. Um, and are you an independent artist or are you signed with someone? I'm independent at the moment. 
independent. Yes. Okay, very cool. Very expensive, but very cool. I know. <laughs> Me too. I have to apply for grants, so I'm doing a lot of research on that at the moment. Me too. Yeah. I, I've applied for so many grants. It's ridiculous. And like, you just got to keep doing it. Yeah. Don't you? Um, and we're more than happy to support because I, I'm a massive believer in, you know, songwriting and the arts and it's something that it's for me, it's not competition. You know, if you're trying to do art and, and write and release songs, that's amazing. And that's what I'm trying to do. And the more great songs there are out there, the better we all get. And I think the closer we become as a, as a, a race, um, so it's not one of those things that I, I think is competitive. I think some people in this industry, they're like, oh, you can't be a singer or songwriter because that's what I'm doing. And if you do it, that'll like take away from my piece of the pie or something. And it's like, that's not really how it works. You know, we've got to lift each other up Absolutely. and encourage each other. I find so, that so funny. You know, there's 7 billion yeah. people on this earth, you know? Yeah. There's room for everyone. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I um, I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to sharing your journey and your music with um, the Songwriter Trust family. Thank you so much. And it was so nice meeting you. Thanks for joining our Songwriter Trust today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guest, please go to the website songwritertrists.com. Crowd, no one can hear me. Wish I-